0: Hello everyone, this is Wanda. How's everyone doing today? It is 9.23 p.m. Eastern Time, October 26, 2022. And my name is Wanda, and I just came back from a a wedding vacation. And it was pretty interesting, to say the least. The wedding was planned last year. I was told six months ago, um, you know, all the details and everything. And then I was told two months ago that I was actually in the wedding. So that's pretty interesting to say the least, but I enjoyed myself. It was, uh, I left Friday. The wedding was Saturday, the 22nd, and I returned yesterday. And I want to give you a couple of travel tips, if you will, um, especially international. Um, Post-COVID, many airlines have either declared bankruptcy. Uh, most of their higher customer service um, representatives have probably been in the industry for a long time. So they know, you know, their customers, they know what customers want. Um, there's a lot of younger travelers now who want everything electronic, and unfortunately, I hope you guys can hear me. But you can leave me a message if you can't um, hear me. I have the fan on. <laughs> I'm always hot, but you know, young people want everything fast and you know, quick, and and I get that. But when it comes to traveling. And I've traveled from, I've been traveling since I was a baby to and from Dominican Republic with my mom. And then as an adult, I've been traveling, I wouldn't say like a lot, a lot, but more than, you know, I've been to Tokyo, I've been to Paris, I've been to um, almost pretty much all the Caribbean islands. Um, My last trip, big, 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 big trip was Alaska in June this past June so but man you know the they made it easier right for you to purchase your flights and get your boarding pass and you know everything is boom 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 on your phone but when it comes to customer service i'm sorry we not good <laughs> so I've been experiencing where most of my flights of where my destinations are, the airline that's available is JetBlue. So I was like, what's going on with JetBlue? Because people used to tell me JetBlue was the thing and JetBlue is great and all this stuff. And I I started, I've always traveled with Delta because Delta is really my preferred. Um, I used to travel American Airlines until... They started lacking. but JetBlue, you know, unless you're a preferred club member, well, not club member, but unless you're preferred Mosaic, I guess it is, member, they're really not good. They don't really have good customer services at all. Um, so I usually start my itinerary and my bookings through Expedia. And of course, you know, they have a deal, you know, you get the packages, you get a discount when you do the packages, which makes sense, right? But if you're, you know, once you confirm your itinerary with what Expedia has to offer, right, you still have to reach out to JetBlue to get things done directly, which... Sometimes I feel like it deceives the whole purpose, like what am I saving, a $100 maybe on the package thing? And then it's an inconvenience because, you know, you still have to do everything separate if you have to make any changes, which doesn't make any sense. So I have to really look carefully at how I'm going to do my bookings moving forward because I'm finding myself doing more work than I should be. <laughs> so for example um this trip that I went to to Punta Cana in the Dominican Republic which I have been to Punta Cana before and I really did not like it. I'm Dominican by the way. Um and I I just really didn't like the beach. You know, the beach is very wavy, very rocky um and not something that you can just, you know, swim you know it's just not there's no calm water or anything the waves are very strong and and very very um, the sand is very rocky unless the resorts um, clean it and stuff like that so Punta Cana is really not my preferred place to go um, Puerto Plata is definitely where I've been to before where I actually felt more I'm comfortable with the beach the beach where there's more winds, but there's less waves, if that makes sense. So I booked this Punta Cana trip because it's a wedding. I was invited to the wedding, like I said earlier, and I was told that I was going to be part of the wedding as well. So I booked the trip through Expedia and, you know, I ended up with JetBlue and uh, JetBlue, their app is not friendly at all. Their app, you know, doesn't recognize your, to be honest with you, I don't know if it's my settings on my phone, but I've never had this issue with any other app. Like any other app, you know, once you say save your password and, you know, you just go back to the app and boom, it's there, right? With JetBlue, I constantly have to, you know, sign in. And that's like a pain, you know, because it's like, really, really, Jeblu? <laughs> You're going to do this to me? Um, So I was trying to check in, right? Check in is fine, whatever. This is where I find where airlines are lacking or even um, places like Expedia, are lacking. If it wasn't for my friend who did this whole wedding coordination in this other country, I would have never known about the e-ticket that needs to be completed. You know, there's a lot of things that you need to read that, let's be honest, we don't have time to read. (laughs) And I know, I know, it's important to to read all the stuff, and it's not cool to learn things by accident or when it happens. We really should be reading what we're putting our money into, right? So she, you know, made sure that we all had our e-ticket. Now, she mentioned the e-ticket, right? And I'm thinking, okay, so I fill it out, you know, when I'm leaving New York into punta gana yeah and i fill it out coming back so i did both before i left i did the going and coming back it turns out that you have to do the returning one while you're in dr because <laughs> so i didn't know that so luckily she you know she told me while we were over there because i was leaving before her um so e-ticket and then one thing that JetBlue blue didn't like flag thing to me was to complete the attestation to return back to the USA. I thought we were done with attestation and proof of verifying your vaccination and stuff. And I'm like thinking to myself, well, I know I'm 52 and, and I'm still like a little computer savvy and stuff, but can you imagine someone like your parents or someone who don't, really know how to use the phones or apps and stuff like that and and there's really not and you're in another country and there's no internet access or your phone is not working like it's just it's just unnecessary headaches right so here i am in another country trying to complete my e-ticket at the dining hall (laughs) And, of course, you need your passport number and all that. I'm like, you know what? Let me just go back to the room and complete this e-ticket thing. I completed that. Fine, no problem. JetBlue doesn't tell you that you can't get a boarding pass in Dominican Republic. They also don't tell you that you have TSA pre-check because that's just something Dominican Republic doesn't do. They don't do this. Pre-check, TSA thing, you know, everybody is e- treated equally <laughs> um, when you're leaving the Dominican Republic. So, and and again, I don't know if it's JetBlue, the airlines, because I saw Delta have the little kiosk for you to print out your boarding pass yourself, you know, like self-service. But JetBlue does not does not have that. JetBlue does not have, you know, the boarding pass capabilities. And I was like, you know, prepared. Cause I was thinking, why is it that they recommend you to, to be there three hours prior to your flight? And I'm thinking three hours, that's a long time. Like, why Why is it three hours? And I'm thinking, well, okay, maybe if you lost your passport on your way over there or you left it in the hotel and the resort, you have time to go pick it up. Who knows? I still don't understand why is there such a big delay. I mean, Punta Cana is not like, I wouldn't consider it third world country. You know, there's ATMs, there's banks, there's you know regular like we're not living in Dominican Republic is not a third world country. <laughs> they own businesses, they have businesses, they have resorts um that service people from all over the country, rich or poor or low income so i I don't see why the airports are still. At least in this one, because when, again, when I went to Puerto Plata, I really didn't, I did experience the part where, but again, that was through COVID, like immediately after flights were being more opened um, post-COVID. So we go to this resort, (laughs) Dreams Macau Beach Punta Cana, and it's 25 of us that were invited to this wedding where we're paying, not cheap. I mean, my stay for four days came out to 250 a night. The total with taxes and everything came out to, I think it's like 1,200. And it's an all-inclusive, right? So it's all-inclusive, meaning your food is included, your alcohol, beverages, your beverages, your water, room service, um, the basics, right? So I was thinking to myself, let's say I didn't drink. (laughs) Would I have gone to this all-inclusive place? But it's mandatory. You have to pay that amount. So that's mandatory regardless, right? They don't care. Like if you don't drink alcohol, they're sure that you drink coffee, (laughs) that type of thing. So I was thinking, well, you know, maybe it's that type of inclusive place. Who, who knows? I don't know. But this Dreams, Macau Beach, Punta Cana Resort was not ADA compliant and not FSA, which is FDA, what we call the FDA here in the United States. It wasn't FSA Dominican Republic. Um, FSA is the sanitary registration process where there, you know, if you're an all inclusive or you care to eat, you you already know if you've ever been to one, you already know that they have one main dining hall where everyone meets to eat, you know, a buffet style type of place location eatery. So you sit there and you and you know, you pick. When I tell you labels were not correct, um, I speak Spanish. So, you know, they they did have the labels in English and in Spanish. I be, I can't even remember um, because for me, I just go straight to like what I like, you know, that, that I know um, many tourists will not eat because <laughs> they don't know what it is. Right. And, and that's a topic I'm going to bring up in a minute. About, you know, how you go to another country and they don't have their traditional foods. Like, I think that's the most ridiculous thing. But, um, so yeah, so, so the labels were incorrect. correct. Um, I started asking people, even in Spanish, like, is there like a gluten-free thing? Like, who do I need to talk to about, you know, any restrictions for peanuts or nuts in general, whatever, And they all looked at me like I was crazy, right? (laughs) Which is not good. So you know, I don't I don't have any dietary restrictions or anything like that. But I do have friends here in New York that that do. And let me tell you, we've been I've been to restaurants with them, and they're very accommodating. And the chef immediately knows what to do and what not to do. So here I am in this open dining hall, place where everyone, you know, signs are not correct with what is what it is. Um, And then the utensils. People were mixing, like there was one person that used one utensil for four different plates. And I'm talking about like sausages, bacon. And when I say sausage, I mean like the salami, the Dominican salami. For those of you who know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, so they would use this one utensil for four different plates. And I thought that was interesting to say the least. And I asked, I was like, did you not just leave the one utensil for like, and they looked at me like I was crazy. They're like, what are you talking about? One utensil per plate. I was like, yeah, you should have the one utensil for that one plate. <laughs> so that was that. And then, and then I see the children going around, you know, putting their little fingers all over. I was, oh, my anxiety started acting up. I started getting a little nauseated and sick, and I was like, this is not good. But, you know no one got sick as far as i know at least from my group no one got sick or anything like that so that was a good thing but i'm i'm thinking then i'm thinking is the usa like really overdoing it when it comes to this process of making sure that you know cross contamination and all this other stuff i mean we should be more worried about what's being cooked you know, like what's happening when they're cooking it, right? Than when we're serving it in our own plates. But um, the food was great. The food wasn't amazing, but you could tell that there were different chefs at different times and different days. Because in the Dominican culture, we eat what's called the Tres Golpes. And the Tres Golpes is mango, which is mashed plantains with salami, fried salami, eggs, and fried cheese. They didn't have the fried cheese, but someone in our group told me that they went to the back and asked for the fried cheese and they got it for her. So that 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 right there is what I call accommodating, accommodating your guests. I've been to other places, other resorts in Punta Cana where it was Asian fusion type of places, you know, the bougie places. And they did not accommodate at all. Not one of the, I would say 10 restaurants they had did not accommodate traditional Dominican food. And not only do I find that insulting, I think, I don't care if you're American, I don't care if you're, asian from uh, india whatever you should in my opinion every resort from their country should have a station with the traditional foods of that country because i would say this i've known people like when i went to japan i made sure that i read the do's and don'ts and what to expect in japan and Japanese respect the fact that you took the time to learn their culture and how they eat and what they eat, so why is it different in the Caribbean island like so you're only gonna go there to eat pancakes and waffles <laughs> like that to me, that makes no sense that makes no sense that you would spend all this money at an all inclusive To just eat what you eat here in America. And in the airport. In Putacana Airport. I was so like, are you kidding me? Wendy's? And Taco Bell? Really? (laughs) I thought it was weird. But needless to say, that's what they had for people to eat. But I want you, uh, for those of you who are listening and still listening from the beginning, I want you to take some time to think about that to think about how America is influencing other countries to have the businesses that are from America into the countries where you're literally diminishing. Like my family, when I go to visit, none of them are cooking for me and I get mad. I'm like, what do you mean? (laughs) I don't wanna go to this place. And they're like, oh, they have this great restaurant. We go to the restaurant. They're serving some other stuff from other, like, American stuff. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, no, I don't want to eat this. I want to eat traditional Dominican food. Is that wrong of me to think that way? Leave me a message if you think that's wrong of me. Or, again, I don't know how, why this doesn't have... um. The guest thing, but I'm just letting you know, I think it's offensive that you will go to a country, you know, and not want to eat or at least try their food. Uh, Mofongo. Mofongo is delicious, especially with the shrimps and the garlic. Oh, my God. I'm getting hungry just thinking. I'm really going to miss Dominican Republic. I really am. Um this resort, although they didn't really have like I mean, I don't know, even their Talent cuisine or their Asian cuisine wasn't, you know, ah, you know, something to brag about. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't awesome either. So I, I really wish people will take that in consideration and, and teach your children too. Like try something new, try something different. And it's okay if you don't like it because, uh, green plantains, that's something that's an acquired taste. You know, I remember when I was younger, you know, I used to be embarrassed, um, when we had to like bring stuff for, you know, sale, sale, bake sales or whatever, to do funding because my mom would always, you know, do the empanadas. And people in New York, at least where I lived, they weren't really accustomed to, you know, Dominican restaurants, right? They were, I mean, I don't know what was really out there because we weren't allowed to eat out. Um, I didn't know anything, I didn't know about McDonald's until I was like 17 and that was in 1987. Um, Cause we just weren't, we didn't have the money to eat McDonald's, <laughs> to, to be honest with you. So thinking back at it, I'm like, man, we were eating gourmet food every night <laughs> while everybody was eating junk food. Um, but traditionally, that's you know, people who had money to eat McDonald's had money. Um, we didn't have that money like that. But um, so I would be embarrassed when my mom you know, would have me bring a tray of empanadas to the school to sell it, but the teachers would eat it. You know, most of the teachers were Jewish, you know, Jewish white. Some of them were black, African-American, but there were very few Latina um, teachers where I grew up in Washington Heights in the 80s, early 80s. So. I would be so embarrassed because people like, ew what is that that looks like a paper what is that what? and look now who doesn't eat empanadas now like all kids <laughs> eat empanadas and they like it so you know have your children explore food take one meal um, from any country once a week and try to cook it with your and i'm sure Most of you who are here on Wisdom do that, but I think it's important to share that information Um, because the children that were in this resort, most of them for the most part, I think were Russian and German, right? Based on their language that they were speaking, I can kind of tell they were either Russian, German, or... I know there was definitely Italian families there from Italy directly, but them kids were like at the pool eating the Dominican food and having their own conversations like little adults. (laughs) Um, And I don't think we do that enough here in the United States where, um, you know, we engage our children to at least try something different, you know, Um, not all Dominican food is healthy. (laughs) It's not something you want to eat every day, but at least to try it. I think that's important, um, to, to know. I know that when I went to Japan, I had the Kobe beef and I'm not a beef eater. I'm not a meat eater like that, but I did have to try it because I kept hearing that the Kobe beef is like the best, when I tell you I got like, what was it, three ounces? And that three ounces was $150. I don't remember how much it was. Uh, well, in yens, that would have been like 1,500 maybe yens. But it just the Kobe beef was $150 on a, on a hibachi where they cook it right in front of you with a little slice of eggplant. And that's all you needed. And I'm telling you, Kobe beef in Japan, Tokyo, Japan, was the best I ever had. It was delicious. It just melted my mouth. It was tasty. They took their time to cook it, and um, it was lean and very. It was good. It was delicious. I never had the the desire to eat any other meat ever again it's like it's like saying once you go kobe you don't go back to any meat i don't know um but yeah so in punta cana the meat meat was very different and again we're so used to here in the united states eating synthetic foods and i don't know I don't know anymore what's organic and what's not, you know, defining organic foods is different wherever you go. Or, I mean, to me, organic is like when you're getting the seed from a natural source and growing it yourself, you know, because they even say after a while uh, um, when you reseed something after a while, the, the vitamins and stuff on it goes away or fades away. So Who knows? I'm not into agriculture just yet, but I definitely would want to start, you know, growing my own vegetables and fruits. And if you know of anyone on wisdom that has that wisdom (laughs) of growing your own food in your backyard, please send me a message. and Let me know um, who's out there that does that, because that's that's really what I want to learn more about. I'm done eating. I want to start growing. <laughs> so, traveling has been very um, challenging post COVID. Um, I thought things were bad post 911, but post COVID, it's like they charge you for breathing air. <laughs> I mean, JetBlue, unless you're a Mosaic member, they charge you you can't have a carry-on there's no carry-on if you're not a preferred member or whatever they want to call it in JetBlue, and you have to pay like let's say you end up with the carry-on on the plane because you just didn't read the fine print um even though your boarding pass says no bag but it's an in, it's initialized so you don't really know what the nbg <laughs> means on your ticket but that just means no carry on bag on your flight. So um, they charge you $65 if you bring it up and for them to put it back down on the plane. Like they, they'll they do um, what they call like a waiver real quick because they can tell who's new and who's not, you know, but um, yeah, you can't, there's no carry ons if you're, unless you're a member and I just found out today because I was wondering why JetBlue was out of control, like out of control, unacceptable um, procedures and rules. Like, I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> why is this so difficult? It, this should be very simple and easy, right? Especially domestic flights. That should be like the eyes closed, boarding pass, scan let's go you know especially if you have tsa pre-check-in you know you've been flying frequent flyer there should be no issues right not for blue so they have this thing where if you're not a preferred member or anything like that when you're going to check in right they have everything blocked but those seats with the extra legs So when you look at the thing for you to check in, they literally prompting you to to pick one of these awesome seats, right? (laughs) So you're thinking, damn, everybody else checked in but me? (laughs) What's going on? Like, why is the whole plane like checked in? And when you arrive to the place, right, because you're figuring, damn, I guess I have to do this now, right? Because in your mind, you're like so conditioned. We're so conditioned to follow the, the prompts, right? We're, hey, okay, now you, next step and the next step, you know, we're so conditioned that we have to do something because we can't get to the next step. And I'm thinking to myself, no, like, I'm gonna wait until I get there to speak to a representative because I shouldn't have to pay anything additional for to, for a seat. I shouldn't have to pay for my seat, right? So, and luckily I travel alone because could you imagine traveling with a family of five? Which is what my friend had to do for her wedding. She had to like literally make sure that all this, everybody was seated together and she had to pay extra for that. That's crazy to me that even having to sit your family together is a charge and you're doing it yourself. Like what are they doing? (laughs) But anyway, So I don't select, well, I select a seat that's like, you know, in the middle or whatever. And I'm like, you know what? This time around, I'm not going to, I'm going to ask. I'm just going to ask, can you just sit me somewhere else? Um, Going to Punta Cana was easy. I got a window seat, which I'm okay with the window seat and all the way in the back so they have this entry of groups a through f i call the i'm always ending up in the group f so i call myself a, a F or like f group you know if you know what i mean i don't want to curse but i i see like yeah we, i'm on the f group for the fu people who don't want to pay for your seat so i'm like wow this is interesting okay so i'm in group f so i Of course, I'm sitting all the way in the back. So before arriving to the airport, I'm looking to check in and I'm checking my seat. I don't, you know, this time around, I pick my seat, right? So when I get to the airport, I realize that nobody checked in because they're trying to figure out the seat thing. So now when I get to the airport to the gate, there's a long, long line of people being seated. And I'm like, why would you do that? You know, people can't pay an extra $80 to sit where you want them to sit. So now did you overbook the flight? Like what's going on? And now why do people have to wait almost an hour for you to now sit them down? And then now you can't even sit the family that came last with all five of them because you already sat everybody else where they wanted to sit. I think that's an issue. And I think I'm gonna tell you why this is happening in a minute, but I'm like, that's insane. That's insane. And and for us to allow airlines to have this happening is insane. <laughs> and and all my friends, well, I'm a member of JetBlue. And I said, but that's even worse. <laughs> Because now you're segregating people based on who's a member. I shouldn't have to be forced to be a member to get good good customer service. Just charge me what you're going to charge me. Charge me $400 for the flight, like whatever. And maybe I'll figure it out later on. But don't charge me $350 for a round trip. Which 350 to Dominican Republic for a round trip is not bad. But if you're going to inconvenience me with all this other stuff and $45 for the luggage going, $45 for the, that's $90 already, right? So in my opinion, just charge me the the 400 whatever, and just let me pick the chair, the seat that I want, because I'm traveling alone. And you know, like hello, <laughs> or do it like you used to do before. Assign the seats. No one gets to pick where they want to sit. And everybody is treated equal because there's no such thing as a membership, credit card, whatever, eight thousand, eight thousand points, whatever. It's ridiculous. And if we continue to allow airlines, to do this to us um it's only going to get worse so here's the deal of what i found out today with jetblue jetblue merged with spirit airlines one of the worst <laughs> airlines ever of course a lot of people like spirit airlines you know those that that travel know <laughs> that's on them But I traveled one time to Florida and Spirit Airlines, and I was not happy at all. I wasn't happy with their food. I wasn't happy with their services on the flight. I wasn't happy with their services outside of the flight. I wasn't happy with their services getting the itinerary together. It's just so complicated for something so simple. Especially me, I'm a frequent traveler. I don't even travel with a luggage. Many times I travel with just a backpack because that's how I do. So why are they making it so difficult? I mean, we're literally just traveling with a toothbrush at this point because they're charging you for everything. And I would not be surprised if they're gonna start charging you for your height. (laughs) I'm (laughs) 4'11". And if you're six feet seven, um, they're gonna charge you for your For leg room or something. You know? That's how ridiculous they're getting. Or you want to use the bathroom? Please put in your $15 deposit here. Like, literally, that's how I feel like it's getting that ridiculous. Like, if you want to use the bathroom, you're going to have to pay for that, too. You're limited to one P, free, complimentary (laughs) P. I mean, I'm laughing now, but it's, it's not funny if this shit happens, you know? But... And then speaking of food, on my way back, right, from Punta Cana. To, you know, so going to going to Dominican Republic, um, I almost got there late to an event, which is fine. When I get to the resort, they're very non-helpful, very resort-like, you know, like they're still conducting business like in the 60s you know, where you get the little champagne and the hot towels and I'll oh, have a seat. And you're like, dude, I just had a, I mean, from New York to Punta Cana is not that bad, but can you imagine people coming from, I don't know, Alaska, <laughs> you know, coming from Seattle? Or, like, that's a long flight, No one just wants to sit there and have a drink and a hot towel. They just want to get into their room and take a shower and let all that negative energy of having to deal with airlines and flights um, out and clean it off. So resorts are still functioning that way, the old way where, you know, people sit down and they bring them the champagne. Actually, I didn't get any champagne. Now that I think about it. But still, you know. And then I'm thinking, why did you ask me what time I was going to arrive and then not be ready? I, I literally had to tell them, okay, I'm just going to go to the event that I'm already late for because it started at 6. It was 6.15 already. And then I'll come back and check in. And, and I just wanted to check in so I can get dressed, you know, really quickly, do a little thing so that I can enjoy the cocktail hour, meet and greet of the group of the people in the in this wedding so they weren't you know having it they were like she clearly is from new york and is going to do what she wants to do anyway so let her go <laughs> but i just think it's important for us to very that you can be diplomatic about your wants especially if you're paying money um this trip was not cheap <laughs> Um, to say the least. So for them to just be like, oh, nonchalant, like as long as you have your credit card. No, like this, I told the guy, I was like, this could have been done online. Like, why am I, why do you have me sitting here with no wine, no welcome, luau, nothing, <laughs> like no music, nothing. Just got out of the shuttle bus that That's another issue that I had that they didn't add me to the list of the shuttle bus. So I was not going to pay $80 for a personal cab to get there. So I had to negotiate and finagle that too. And you might be listening to this and say, well, you didn't read the fine print. Like, that's your fault. No, I clearly read the fine prints. <laughs> and they said I would have the shuttle bus... It was included on the whole thing through Expedia. So now I have to call Expedia and tell them, you know, you guys either need to remove this resort from your list as the VIP um, resort because they were on there as it. And the information that clearly you have on your website doesn't match when I get there. And they and Expedia did tell me, you know, that the rate may change, but I didn't think it was gonna change three hundred dollars. <laughs> what was the whole point of, you know, making the reservations through them if they're gonna switch it on me? I'm like, well, we have nothing to do with Expedia. And then Expedia's like, well we have nothing to then you know what? Remove the list. Remove it from the VIP list because clearly um y'all not communicating properly. And it's not fair for travelers who, like, let's say if if I was the personal assistant of someone, you know, and I mess up where my boss is now over there, well, what did they tell you? Like, you know, my boss shouldn't have to, you know, or if someone's working for me (laughs) and, you know, I'm over there, like, what did you do? (laughs) Because it's not what's happening. So I think, you know, places and things and extra additional people within third party stuff, it's just not making any sense to me anymore. I used to love Expedia because yeah, I did everything in one place, but it's looking like even though I do it like that, I'm really not saving much. And, um, I feel like I still have to do everything separate in the event that my flight gets canceled or the hotel cancels on me and tells me they don't have any like I have a feeling like I'm going to have to relook at that whole thing when it comes to traveling moving forward um I won't be doing any traveling international I don't think for a while I mean, again, this was a wedding event and I have to say I had a great time because of the people that were there. And that's another thing that I want to remind everyone that who you travel with makes a big difference. There's nothing worse than traveling with people who are picky, who are late, who are constant complainers who are always in a negative vibe or always in a, oh, everything is, oh. There's nothing worse than that. And that's why I think I travel alone and love to travel alone. Because I'm a free-spirited person and I'm just like, oh, that looks interesting over there. Then go check that out. And I go and check it out. You know what? That looks like a very interesting entree. I think I'm going to try that. Oops, it's not good. <laughs> like, that's how I like to travel. You know, when I went to Alaska, I stayed three days in Seattle. And I did. Every, the top, I always do the top 10 things to do wherever I'm going, right? Wherever I decide to go. I always try to do the top 10 things. And I think that's the most amazing thing to do. Sometimes I do the top five free things because the free things, those are usually awesome. (laughs) There's nothing like doing stuff for free, right? And you really have to like dig, dig, dig to find like those free location spots or the free things to do where you can get free food, you know? I love that. That happens here in New York a lot. I just happen to miss it because I never know when it's happening, right? So, for instance, the Botanical Garden here in the Bronx. They have jazz nights in the Botanical Garden. (laughs) They have the light events during the holidays, So if you're thinking of coming to New York at any time, do the top 10 free things to do. There's so many things to do for free in New York. Um, And do it like, try to do it where if you have a New York friend, right? Try to have them search it for you because, I don't know what's going on in this world today, and maybe you, some some of you who are listening may know. But I think your IP address controls what you end up getting on Google and not getting. For some strange reason, that's just how I feel about things. Because I was, my co-host, the icon, and I one time were researching something and he was getting very different results than me. And I don't know if it has to do with the IP address. I don't know what or the algorithm within my uh searches, my search engine, but um whoever is knowledgeable or has many wisdom on that, um please leave me a message here on Wisdom and send me to that person because I really I'm really interested and curious to know. If that, I do remember hearing someone telling me that one time that, you know, if you're looking for flights on one computer, it may be a price. And if you go the next day, the price goes up because it already acknowledges that you looked and it's going to, the price is going to continue to go up. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I heard. And for you to try it on another IP address computer, Um, To see if you can get the lesser. Try that. That's your assignment for tonight. I always give an assignment for people. That's going to be your assignment. Have a friend. If you live in one state or one country, have a friend look up a flight for you from one place to the other. And see what the rates are. And then you both compare it. Just out of curiosity. I'm just curious to know. And leave me a message. Because I I would like to get some feedback, (laughs) but um, oh, I have forty-one listeners. Interesting. I'm sorry. I'm I'm just talking and blabbing. (laughs) Andrew from America. Hello, Andrew. Jasmine Smith. Sandy Cadets. Chris Boats. Nana Young. Graciela Moore. Hello. Levi, Queen of Forgiveness. That's what I'm talking about. Rodney Williams, Lois Hamptons, and I can't see the rest. Is it Lois, like Joyce? Lois? Miss Breaker, Ismael, Beth Craig, Hakeem, that's my dog barking, I'm sorry, Soulpreneur by Tiona, Carletta Carey, Matthew Burris, Jessica, doobie 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 do i'm doobie part of my life purpose is to assist you in finding your journey back to self that's what i'm talking about bee channel hello amber j ronald smith hi icon how are you i was just talking about you a few minutes ago <laughs> joel Ronald Smith, if you're available, maybe I can bring you in. The Icon, my host from Salty Coffee Podcast, Joel Ojeda, Nancy Energy Energy Lady, All Natural Girl, Energized, Plugged In, Sarah Deval Del Valle, Parker Zerberg. Darlene Anderson, thank you for stopping by. Cecilia Grace, Aiden Ripley, Jay Blessings, Alexis, Julie, Brie, Andrew, Matt, Joseph. Wow, there's a lot of people in Wait, yeah, okay. (laughs) Dr. Lusbell, how are you? It's nice to see you all the way in these streets. Oh, I know. I don't have it set. Okay. Sometimes I, I even kick myself out of this the rooms and I'm trying to go back in and I can't get back in <laughs> to the same room. So I'm still learning wisdom. Um, But for the names that I just mentioned, if I am not following you, uh, I'm going to do so now. Hello, Daryl. How are you? Welcome. We're talking about travel and food and my experience in Punta Ghana. Um, Because I did notice about wisdom, like if someone is speaking, right, and I'm not following the other person, I can't leave them a message. Or I forget, like I forget. Like I want to go back to their, their replay. For something that they were talking about and they mentioned something that they had said earlier and then i i can't it's it shouldn't be this complicated it's probably very easy i just need to get used to it i guess how are you ronald um hopefully this information is helpful for people Um, because traveling is not easy these days um I remember going to Paris, um, also with my daughters and I experienced like not so great stuff in Paris. So it wasn't, um, anything to do with the people. It just, you know, I mean, I know things happen and everything is subject to change. And I think that's the life that we have to live now. But my thoughts are like, do we really have to live like that? We don't really have to live with everything is subject to change. (laughs) I mean, the weather should be the only factor, in my opinion, for canceling a flight. For example, when I visited Florida, I was going to visit and then there was a storm. Fine, granted. However, JetBlue decided when they (laughs) want. like, this is how crazy JetBlue is right now. So my flight was supposed to leave, I believe, Thursday night, right? And returning Monday morning. So I was going to leave Thursday night so that I can spend it in Florida Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then I will get back to work Monday, right? They canceled the flight Thursday, changed it themselves to Sunday, even though I had the option to redo it myself, right? But at that point, it's like, well, I really wanted that weekend, <laughs> so it wouldn't make any sense, right? And I wanted that Friday so that I can take care of some some business. And they canceled the flight for Thursday night, right? They switched it themselves to Sunday, leaving Sunday, getting to Florida at five p.m. And guess what? They had me coming and coming back, because you know. If you really think JetBlue, and I have to tell you guys what's happening with JetBlue. And some of you may know, some of you may not know. But um, I have to really tell you what's going on with JetBlue and why they're being scandalous with their stuff and the colors are changing and everything. Whatever. But so they had me leaving New York to Florida Sunday instead of that Thursday night, right? Sunday to arrive at Florida at 5 p.m. Eastern time, right? And returning to New York Monday morning at 6. (laughs) So I I sent them a message saying, so you just want me to have dinner at the airport? (laughs) Like, what is this all about? Well, you have the choice to change, blah, blah, blah. Needless to say, I, I want when when I'm doing something and I'm paying for it, I want it to be simple. It's not like they needed a passport number. It's not like they needed a COVID test. They didn't need all that additional stuff. All they needed was a time and a date, really, because it was already paid for. So why are they making things so difficult? I have no clue. But as consumers, we need to start opening our minds and really collectively getting together to stop the madness complaining about it is not going to help sending letters individually doesn't help either like we really need to send a message enough is enough like what are you doing either you get it right the first time so this is what's happening with JetBlue in the process of me sending them an email that you know I can articulate my dissatisfaction with them and hopefully get a refund for both things that occurred recently. Um, My trip to Florida, now this trip to Punta Cana coming back. Um, Yeah, because they've broken my luggage. Like (laughs) I had to buy new luggage. And this is insane. And even though on the transportation.gov website, it says that the airlines are liable for your, luggage you know if it's lost damage or whatever but then they direct you to the airlines and when you go to the airlines they're like well you know you should at least try to attempt to go through your warranty whatever or your insurance and they don't even have like JetBlue doesn't even have like um a form to initiate the conversation about what's happening right they don't even have that so um, In the process of me researching what's going on with JetBlue, it turns out that they're merging with Spirit Airlines. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, no wonder. I mean, I've heard great things about JetBlue for years, right? Oh, JetBlue, this, JetBlue, JetBlue that. And then I'm thinking... That was weird that they had flights to Florida to Jacksonville because they usually just have it to the Caribbean island, right? Bahamas, Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, like that was really like JetBlue. That that was the thing. In, in in for the people that I know that travel, but for them to merge with Spirit Airlines is one of the worst things they could have ever done. And again, it could be one owner. I don't care if it's just one owner <laughs> for the whole all the airlines cuz that could be a possibility too. But my goodness, you let go because Spirit Airlines, I remember clearly of me staying away with them, away from them because they did charge for carry-ons. And I could never for the life of me understand that. Like, what? How do you charge for carry-on? You know, and first of all, not everybody's carrying a luggage anymore unless they're going on a trip that's their final destination is a cruise, right? Because in my opinion, the only time you need a big luggage is if you're going on a cruise. Because, you know, you need three outfits per day. At least I do. You know, you have the captain's dinner. You have, you know, your family dinner. Yeah, Or if you're going to a wedding. Like my friend who's, you know, she took all of her guests. She took gifts for her guests. You know, so she just had one luggage just with that stuff, you know. And then it was her two sons and her, her husband now and her mom. And herself. So, you know, the wedding dress, of course, is the most important thing. But my goodness, I got a lot of money to cha- to charge for a carry-on. So, moral of the story is <laughs> just carry your underwear on your backpack. Because that's how light you're going to have to travel these days. <laughs> I tell you. But going back to food, so coming back, right? I decided because the Punta Cana airport had the Wendy's and and I clearly remember that the airport in Puerto Plata, which is a different area, so on on the northern side or southern side of Santo Domingo, of Dominican Republic, Puerto Plata's airline airport had several sit-down restaurants, like not necessarily American restaurants, which I love. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) I'm talking about sit me in a restaurant where I can eat Dominican food, not Wendy's, not Taco Bell, not none of that. So because the airport had these American restaurants in Punta Cana, I decided, well, I'm not going to eat. I'll eat the sandwich or the salad that they serve in the plane. (laughs) guess what happened people guess I want you to guess what happened when I get on the plane starving to death they didn't have those options (laughs) oh my god they didn't have the option they only had so JetBlue has like these little four boxes things with some nuts and candy or whatever. So they only had from the four choices of the boxes, they only had two and they didn't have the salad or the turkey sandwich or like the cheese platter thing. And I wanted to just be like, you know what, Wanda? You could have just had the damn fries from Wendy's. You weren't gonna die. (laughs) So here I am eating the candy that i bought you know so there's specific gourmet dominican candy that they only sell at the airports in dominican republic that you can get easily right and some of it is um they're not necessarily industrial made like they're made like they're home they're gourmet like they're there's a specific sugar a specific you know texture so they have the coconut one and then they have another one that's called halal that's a darker coconut sugar cane type of thing and then the other coconut one is like a little whiter and then there's the dulce de leche that it's dulce de leche is generally caramel but this is like a thick paste of caramel Man, then they had the, the tamarindos, which is tamarinds, um, sweet. I know I'm getting everybody hungry, <laughs> but I'm sitting there in the airport mad because they didn't have the stupid sandwich, this stupid turkey baguette, which is nasty anyway, but I didn't want to eat the Wendy's and I didn't want to eat the Taco Bell. Ugh. But um, I was like, you know what? I'll just eat a nice salad with the sandwich. And they didn't have that on. She's like, oh no, we ran out. What do you mean you ran out? <laughs> what do you mean you ran out of food? It's not like you didn't know this shit was happening. <laughs> it's not like this wasn't reserved six months ago. This flight I reserved six months ago. So what do you mean you don't have it? (laughs) Have food. But needless to say, um, then my stomach started hurting. So I was like, wow, because I had the coffee. Oh, that's another thing. JetBlue has Dunkin' Donuts coffee. You would have thought that you're coming from Dominican Republic, the least they can do. If you're gonna have Dominican flights to and from, is give us some Dominican coffee. Seriously, it shouldn't cost you that much. Dominican coffee. That's it. Why Dunkin' Donuts? It's the worst coffee anyone could ever drink. Sorry, I'm I'm not saying you know it's bad and not people. You know, a lot of people like Dunkin' Donuts. Fine. But once you drink Bustelo or a gourmet coffee, you don't want to drink Dunkin' Donuts. The only time you Americans will drink it is if it's mixed like a Frappuccino type of thing, you know, all that sugar and all the the tasty stuff. That's the only time that I can think you um, will want to do that. But really, JetBlue Dunkin' Donut coffee? Horrible. So I I drank the coffee because in order to take that Dunkin' Donut taste away, I told them to give me a Bailey's bottle, you know, a little bottle thing of Bailey's. And she's like, oh, I know what you're doing. This is the flight of tiles. I was like, no, you don't. She's pouring the ice and everything, thinking I'm going to drink the Bailey's with the coffee, ice co No, I want it hot. <laughs> oh, Okay. It's freezing cold in the airplane. Why would I want cold coffee? (laughs) But anyway, she was cute. She tried to make it a pleasant. And she forgot to charge me for the babies because she noticed that I was like upset about not having the food, (laughs) which was really important. So then we were delayed um, in the air because the fog last night was very thick in New York. They they couldn't see. So the I was sitting close. Oh, so they eventually gave me the seat that I wanted when I asked for it. So I got to give them that. When I checked in my luggage, I asked if I can change my seat. And she changed it with no charge. So then the, I guess people who don't know how to ask those questions, they were the ones who ended up at the gate on that long line trying to get a seat. So, whoever ended up in 20B yesterday on flight 1060, my bad. <laughs> but um so the fog was like thick as crazy glue. And the <laughs> the pilot after we landed, right? Cuz we were 20 minutes in the air just trying to land, right? Cuz they can't see. They can't see anything. So he comes out, the pilot, and he says, well, you know, this whole time we were in the air, it, it really wasn't us landing the plane. It was the computer-generated system that did it. So we were looking at each other like, is is he kidding? Like, really, sir? This is what you want to tell us right now? We've been in the air for 20 minutes. We're supposed to get here at 9, and it's 9.25. Like, we would just want to get home to our families and, you know, setting up jokes now like but apparently it's true on on a day like last night the flight would have been canceled it would have literally been canceled because of the non visibility for the f- for the pilot to land the airplane again if anyone has more information about this and it's not true please share But I asked a couple of other people, and they're like, yeah, no. So they invented this computer-generated landing thing that has the eyes that no one else has um, to land the plane on a fog instead of canceling the flights. So when you think of things like that, like, okay, so instead of inconveniencing 50-plus people from a flight back home, they invent computer-generated systems that will assist in the landing on a day like weather, like yesterday, last night. So that's awesome. I think that's, that's an improvement. And if that's where the money is going, by all means, let's do it. But um, if you're paying a flight attendant uh let's say sixty thousand dollars a year to tell me that she doesn't have food. <laughs> let's rethink that. No, I'm just kidding. No, flight attendants do more than than that. They have to be trained to make sure that I, I I couldn't even imagine what they go through, you know, on a daily basis because um one flight attendant that I met, she's like, Oh, I do this four times a day. back and forth to DR, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I'm like, what? Four times a day? It's crazy. So twice to Punta Cana. Wait. New York. Wait. Punta Cana, New York. Punta Cana, New York. Yeah. That's how she does it. And I thought that was interesting. That's amazing. And but even flight attendants they don't make them like they used to they're very um i don't know i've been on flights like the flight in japan oh my god their standards are excellence like they have strict standards you know there's no joking with you know (laughs) the the flyers people who are sitting in their seats like there's no joke like they are very serious everybody looks the same the uniform is intact sharp and I don't know call me old but that's what I like that's what I like I like standards you know like set your standards high (laughs) And make it a great... Because my, my flight to Japan was 15 hours with unlimited movies and unlimited liquor. <laughs> and what better ride than that? 15 hours. And throughout the whole ride, there's sunlight. So to Tokyo we go. The one in Paris, um, I wasn't very happy about that. But that's a different story. They charge for everything. I didn't get a meal with my... Um, ticket so I just have to look at the fine prints again (laughs) whenever I do that again Um, but I would never visit Paris again I did not like it I I was not impressed Um, very old city most of the things were similar to New York so you know come see come see. I learned a little French and people are different there Um, But, you know, and it's not just Paris. And guess what? Disney Paris is not in Paris. It's in another area. (laughs) So, you know, they call it Disney Paris because, you know, what else are they going to call it? Uh, So, yeah. So, my trip to Punta Cana Review, the resort, Dreams, Um, Macau Beach Punta Cana was okay. Let's say from a one to ten, I give it a six. And I don't know if I mentioned this here, but I can mention it. I I know I mentioned it somewhere, maybe on station head, but um, when you travel with family that are elders and stuff, please make sure that the resort is 100% ADA compliance. This resort, we had a family member who, she, it's not like she was on a wheelchair, but she can't, she can't walk long distances. Resorts from, from your room to the pool can be a long walking distance. And they don't have, they did have a wheelchair available But you're limited to where you can go with the wheelchair. So even though there's ramps to certain locations and there are elevators, I sometimes find myself like she'd had to get off off the wheelchair to get into the restaurant. So I found that very weird. And okay, so you... Are you ADA compliant or you're not? So all of the restaurants had this like two to three inch step in the entryway. So I didn't, I, I didn't understand that. I was like, why can't you just, what's up with that? Like who, who's the architect? <laughs> I, I just, I didn't get it. And then at one point she went to a restaurant where, you know, she's at the pool. She's in the pool and, you know, we're, transporting her from the pool into a restaurant. And, you know, of course she forgot her slippers <laughs> at the pool area. You know, she's a, a older person. She doesn't remember much. And, you know, guests, family, you know, we can only do but so much also to remember. But the restaurant would not let her in with the wheelchair. So she, we had to go all the way back to the pool to get her shoes. So things like that. Um, they only had one ATM machine for the entire resort. And even though they take credit cards or, you know, all major credit cards in places that you may want to pay or, but if you want to leave a tip and you ran out of tip money, whatever, or cash, you know, not everybody wants to carry $500 cash with them all the time, you know. That's just not something people wanna do even though there's a safe in the rooms and stuff like that. But, you know, some people just don't wanna do that. They'd rather just do it 100 at a time or whatever, you know. The ATM machine wasn't working. (laughs) So there goes those tips. (laughs) So I think it's unfair you know, that the last day you're there, the ATM machine is not working. And now you can't leave a tip for the staff member or your custodial person, you know, can't leave it because <laughs> their ATM machine. I mean, it's not funny, but I think it's for the money that they get, it's, um, it's a large place and i get it i get that it's a lot of food and i had to think about those things and the overall you know operational needs and the grounds they have to pay you know the pool cleaner and stuff oh that's another thing they close the pool at 6 (laughs) p.m every day and i'm thinking to myself wait you're paying how much for all-inclusive and you're closing the pools and I'm thinking, okay, maybe they think that people will be in the pool all day, all night, and then they will have to pay the the lifeguard or something. Like, I didn't understand that, that concept. And even the rooms that have, like, the pool within the room, you know, like, they this resort, <clears throat> and you can Google it. It's called Dreams Resort in Macau, Punta Cana. Dreams Beach Resort, I think it's called punta and you will see uh the rooms that have like you come out the one side of the room and it's a sliding door and right there is a pool and the pool extends all the way throughout the entire building. Beautiful, beautiful. But they close that one too at six, like you they tell you you can't use it. And I'm thinking, mm, i'm if I'm paying for a pool to be right in my room <laughs> directly into my room, like I don't have to go nowhere else, um, I'm using that pool after six um, but anyway, sometimes we have to follow rules, I get it, you don't want to be thrown out of a place, but I just i didn't I didn't understand it, but and then the, the pool rules, right? They're in this little tablet on each entrance of each pool, but there's flowers and stuff, so you can't really see it. And the only reason why I knew something was up was because after six o'clock, no one is anywhere near the pool. So I asked, I was like, where is everybody? Why is no one using the pool? And one of the... Um, food attendants told me, oh no, they close at six. I was like, and what time they open? And then they open at nine in the morning. Who does that? Like I'm an early swimmer. I like to go to the beach early, but then the beach is like public, semi private. So you, you can't be out there to, you know, by yourself. You have to like really wait until the guard and the, the lifeguard is there Um, because anything next to that uh, section, like they had like these flags is public. It's public space. It's not private. And that I understand. That I understand that resorts should not have the ability and authorization to purchase the part of the beach. You know, like that's public. They can't prevent anyone from either soliciting their items for sale or whatever, like public people have the right to walk by or swim with and be around St. Maryland. So that's understandable. That's how we should be everywhere. Um, Really should be like the beaches, public space, right? That's how it should be in my opinion. I know Long Island here in New York is, uh, it's private, private beach. Yeah, whatever. Okay, keep thinking. It's private. <laughs> um, it's probably when you wanted to be private. How about that? But anyway, it's almost time for me to go to sleep. Um, let's talk about food, the dinner. Um, the hibachi place was okay. The remember to encourage your children to try something international to eat, whether that be a small dessert or, you know, anything. Um, don't have the kids say eel, or even you as an adult shouldn't say eel, you know. Ooh, you should be saying, hmm, let me try that. Um, try something new once a week, whether you Google it and then just buy the items Sometimes um, food have sounds and words that don't match, like mofongo. Mofongo sounds kind of like funky, <laughs> but it's like the best uh, dish anyone can ever have, especially if you have it with garlic shrimp. Mm-mm-mm. And it's spelled just like it's pronounced, mo go <laughs> um, Look it up. It's delicious. Um, Mangu, M-A-N-G-U, is just mashed plantains. Look it up. It's delicious with, there's a dish called the Tres Golpes, which is the three hits, which is salami, eggs, and cheese, fried cheese. And some people put the onions around it. Um, try that. Morir Soñando is a drink that, uh, it's like a shake, but it's Uh, Morir is dying in your dreams. Morir soñando is dying in your dreams. And it's orange juice with carnation milk. So it tastes like a creamsicle, the drink. They mix it with carnation milk, orange juice, and they add a little bit of vanilla extract. And that drink is amazing. And it tastes delicious, nice and cold. And the taste is like a creamsicle. What else do we have in the Dominican? Tostones. We all know what tostones are. Um, some people eat it in the plantain chips, which they now have that on JetBlue flights. <laughs> plantain chips. Um, you can make them yourself. Plantains are easy to make. Um, maduros is usually the, the green bananas when they turn ripe. So maduros are the soft ones, sweet. And tostones are the hard one that tastes, you know. um, The maduro, the tostones, you can mix it with a little bit of shrimps over it and just eat with, oh my God, with some avocado. Mm, mm, mm. Does anybody get hungry yet? With some avocados or, you know, you can do that. You can eat two of those, two tostones. You know, you cut them in big sizes You smash them. It's a process. So like when you peel the green banana, you cut them in pieces and you leave them in water and salt water for at least 10 to 15 minutes. Then you dry them completely. So you fry them at that size, right? On both sides, you fry it not till burnt, just till like golden. Golden, right? Then you take it out and then you mash it to like it's flat. Some people buy a tostonera, which is what you use to mash it, or you could just do it with a plate. <laughs> just take a plain plate and mash it on your cutting board. That's it. And then you refry it again until golden brown. And that's your toston. Um, add a little bit of salt, not too much. And then you can the, you can eat it with nothing, or you can eat it with the avocado, mmm, the shrimps, or chicken, whatever you want. Or you dip it in the garlic sauce, which is delicious. That's amazing, the garlic sauce. But um, yeah, what else? Um, those are pretty much like the typical breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, rice, beans, and meat, of course. You know the beans are the best the way the dominicans make it but we do eat um we do eat a lot of um yams um not necessarily the way i think i wonder what batatas are because we eat a lot of batata sweet potato Mm Give me one second. Uh, sweet potato. So, batata is sweet potato. Um, we eat a lot of that. So, yeah. So, homework for tonight. Make sure you pick a dish once a week from any country, Puerto Rico. Alcapurria. Alcapurria is Puerto Rican. Um, and it's a mix of sweet potato, uh, yuca, and something else. And they smash it all together, and then they roll it up. They put the meat inside, roll it up. Also, if you you Google YouTube, you can find all of that, how to make it, and then you deep fry it. Oh my God, capuchos are the best. Mm -mm -mm. I'm getting hungry. Am I getting you hungry? (laughs) Um, I hope I am. So yeah, so those are the typical, make sure you pick a meal once a week, um, something different. It doesn't even have to be Dominican, it doesn't have to be Puerto Rican. If you are Dominican, Puerto Rican, you know, try something different. Try some sushi, try some African dishes. Uh, what's that? F- fufu or something? There's something that I had recently. I love Indian cuisine. The what's that called? The Vindaloo, uh, the Vindaloo spice, uh, how hot it is. That's what I like. So I like the Vindaloo chicken, Vindaloo shrimp. That's what I like. So try something different, something new. I'm gonna do it myself also. Um, I do remember the last thing I made was an empanada but is with cream cheese and chocolate and that was like a dessert that I tried so I know people are like well cream cheese and chocolate or my favorite is guava and cream cheese so you can make your own empanadas or dumplings or whatever but I'm gonna leave that here because it's gonna be 11 o'clock and I'm finally going to work tomorrow I'm excited to be at work ironically and no i am um, i have great news to bring up in the next talk um, for many of us here my family and in the salty coffee world so if you haven't visited my website yet it's www.saltycoffeepodcast.com you can find more information there and all of my other talks here on wisdom, I'm really gonna get more personal and a little because I feel more comfortable. Um just chit-chatting. But once I get to meet more people and listen to their talks, I will definitely have the uh guest thing open <laughs> when I'm ready to do that. Um I'm very time uh, I'm very limited with my time. So I would hate to have someone come up you know, in 10 minutes and I think that's a little restricted, but then I also find that the extending it to an hour, unless I know you and and have you come up just to talk, you know, with me, it's a little, um, not usually my podcast style. So I'm just getting used to it. And so please bear with me. Um, with that, I know um, some of you want to talk and give reactions and give feedback, but um, unlike other apps, this one doesn't, I know some people are like, oh, I love the hearts, and, I, and I'm like, are they talking somewhere else where they're getting hearts? Because I don't see any hearts <laughs> on Wisdom, but if, if that's something that that, is, that we're able to do here on Wisdom, please let me know and teach me and show me because... Um, That would be nice to give like some instant feedback where you don't necessarily have to come up and talk and speak. And I will um, find a way to feel a little bit more comfortable also coming up as a guest in another room. Um, I'm still getting to know people and meet them on their talks and see what their talks are about. I'm a little shy, (laughs) not, (laughs) but I am though. Um, so I would like to get to know people a little bit more before I get comfortable. But please make sure that you follow my good friend, the Icon, here on Wisdom and on his Icon World at um, Anchor FM forward slash the Icon, where his content is all about truth and reality in today's world. So I will see you all. May you all have a great Wednesday night. Be safe wherever you are and please make sure you travel and eat. Good night.